Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Because Steve Rosenblum, Stevie Sunshine, has the day off, that's right, we have solo suckage, just me, Mark Grody, we are, look at it this way, look at it this way, we are half the suckage today, one half of the suckage, I mean, I can only put forward so much suckage for you today uh, because Steve Rosenblum is is not here. So I don't know how this affects your lives. I realize that we have a core audience who likes to play along with us and to not have one half of Saturday Suckage, one half of the WB Club, this might throw everything off. But we're going to try to to make do. Hey, and it's here's another thing. It's half the show as well, because I am only here until 11.45, make that 12.45 today. Normally, we'd be here until 2 or 3 or or however long Mitch Rosen wanted us to be here. But today, I am only here until 12.45, at which time it will be Chicago Cubs baseball. Cubs and the Braves. First pitch at 120 to be made by 
Trevor Williams, who, like many of the Cubs starting pitchers, had a tough time his second time through in Pittsburgh. So Williams will be looking to rebound against the Atlanta Braves today, as will the, the Cubs be looking to rebound as well. Who knows? Maybe the Cubs will score some runs today. The Cubs need a shakeup in some way, shape, or form. That's not very simple, but we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk about the Cubs and their 5-2 loss to Atlanta later in the show. There were many moments in in the game yesterday that I'd like to highlight and discuss and look at the future of the Cubs as well. A shakeup is needed, uh, and we'll, we'll discover what is realistic or not as it pertains to the Cubs and some of the traditional shakeups that one might think of. The White Sox were rained out in Boston yesterday, I guess snowed out, some of which I guess we're going to be getting this week in my usual weather conversations with people, like with 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 the folks at the grocery store, like this morning. The, the checkout guy was like, well, looks like we're going to be getting some snow this week. And that's usually how I get the weather, because I'm not one of those that's obsessed with finding out what it's going to be like every day. I truly live my life day to day, and I don't let the weather get in my way. But it was revealed to me that it's going to be cold and snowy later on this week. The Sox rained out in Boston. They will do a the dreaded split doubleheader Tomorrow, the, the return of the split doubleheaders, now that the fans are back in the stands, they could double bank on that. That was one of the benefits. The unintentional peripheral benefits of a pandemic was that you had straight doubleheaders last year. Seven innings of pop. I know you still have the seven innings thing this year, but split doubleheaders are a big pain in the ass for everybody involved in a baseball organization. I can tell you that from my days doing pre and post with the Cubs. Nobody likes a split doubleheader. Let's just go. Joe Madden hated the split doubleheader, but it is it is about getting getting a couple of gates and keeping the money flow going. That is the, the reality of today and, and yesterday, for that matter. Um, so as for today, the White Sox have Dylan Cease on the mound against the, the Red Sox. More on the White Sox a little bit later on. Some of the names that I want to zero in on the White Sox, Andrew Vaughn, Michael Kopech, Carlos Rodon. And we are still in an area where we are required to mention something about your main Mercedes, which which I will do. That is coming up as well. I have decided today to, because it's a shorty, what's up shorty? I decided to go guest free today, except for you. So typically... We would refer to it as, here on Rosa Bloom and Grody, as the breaking phone calls, which it still can be. But I will say that I wouldn't mind having multiple breaking phone calls today. So if you are one of those easy chair listeners to this program... And you have thought about calling? Maybe today's your day. 312-644-6767. I have opened the text line as well at that same number. 312-644-6767. The man who will pick up your phone calls if you should decide to do that is the one and only Trash Panda. Or do you say Adam Stadzinski? He is here. So there is still some degree of suckage back in the downtown Chicago yes. studio today. He is the man that will pick up your phone calls. Hello, Adam. 312-644-6767 is the number for your breaking phone calls, as we like to say. So lots to lots to do here in the next hour and 45 minutes. I do want to start with the Chicago Bulls, a 126-115 loss to Memphis last night, a fifth 
straight loss overall. Yes, Zach Levine and Tomas Sadoransky were both out of this game, so that did make a huge difference, and I, I could spot moments during that game last night where if you had had Zach Levine middle of the third quarter, things might have been different even in the fourth quarter. Nonetheless, this is not how supposed to the Bulls were supposed to look once they traded for and eventually landed Nikola Vucevic. I had made a decision to change from who cares and development and not even looking at the standings to, all right, now I'm kind of expecting the Bulls to make the playoffs. They were supposed to be thinking about that once they got Vucevic. The Bulls are 3-9 and nine since then, 3-9 and nine since the, the trade deadline. And Billy Donovan has not gotten this thing together yet. I'm not saying it's a complete the puzzle is completed by Arturis Karnashovas, but right now, man, it is up to Billy Donovan. Like the pressure should be squarely on him to get this thing right. Even when even when Zach Levine is out and Sato is out and you have a different lineup. The the talent is there, the configuration clearly is not and Billy D even took a boiling timeout last night. It was end of the game. It was over, what, like two minutes left just to put in Cristiano Felicio and Javante Green. Yes, the Bulls had Javante Green. Wasn't aware of that, but they got into the game, and Billy D let him in. Here's the starting lineup that Donovan used last night. Ready for this? Are you ready for this? Daniel Tice, Garrett Temple, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Nikola Vucevic. So you look at that lineup, and you're like, wow. I mean, think about like even like last year and what the Bulls were trying to develop in Zach Levine and Lowry Markinen. And l- look at what that lineup, Tice Temple, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Nikola Vucevic. So that's designed to play defense. And I actually... For starting the game that way, I guess not a bad idea by Billy Donovan to want to establish defense, but it didn't take. The Bulls are 26th in the NBA in defense after last night. Again, Bulls lose 126 to to 115. Let's do a little bit of Bulls post-game Zoom with Billy Donovan. And I was just going through this with the Trash Panda before the show started, and he was telling me some of the the, the context for the cuts that we have here because we're remote and all that kind of stuff. And he's going through it, you know, asking me what I want to hear, and he, he's saying this and that, and then he says, Billy Donovan on defense. I said, stop right there. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. Let's hear that. Let's listen to Billy Donovan talking about his defense right here. I did think we had challenges with Brooks, you know, off the dribble. I thought at times we had challenges with different guys off the dribble. But as the ball was being penetrated, I thought there was a lot of situations that we overhelped on. And that's probably more, to be honest with you, on me trying to help those guys see some of those things. We showed some clips at halftime. But that's that was, I think, a big challenge. Is they shot, and they, 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 I would not consider Memphis a, a great shooting team you know, just based on the numbers, but they shot it exceptionally well tonight. And I think there was some times we got caught into some two-way stunts. Mm. 
Okay. Well, at least I mean, at least he's being as specific as possible in, in his daily briefing on what went wrong with the Bulls' defense. Right now, the Bulls are like the song that's going through my head is a Nine Inch Nails song. Every day is exactly the same. The Bulls come out strong. Somewhere in the second half, the opposition pulls away, and that's that. Poor defense, turnovers, part of the Bulls' present formula as well. Look at this guy. Studs, man. That's it. That's the drippy Nine Inch Nails song. Every day is exactly the same. Well, That's you know, the... I think I think sometime last year you had me pull this on for maybe a similar reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You know that that's hilarious because it shows the way my brain has worked, or or works. And I probably did use this with a different Chicago sports. It may not even have, actually it probably was the Bulls. It was either it was, it was probably the Bulls or the, it might have been might have been the Bears. I can't remember for sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, it could have been, yeah. I mean, the, we get in these ruts in sports, and apparently I'm in a Nine Inch Nails rut for the theme music to which I like to to play. But, for example, last night, tied at the end of the first quarter, 57-57 at halftime. Then all of a sudden, you, got, you have to watch closely because it happened fast in the third quarter last night. The Bulls, all of a sudden... We're down 72-66. Then John Morant puts one off the, the, the back of the backboard, the like top of the glass, I should say, and kind of a, a lucky shot, but a nice move to get to the basket. Then Xavier Tillman hits a three. All of a sudden, 89-76, and if you had just gotten up to go to the refrigerator to, to have a, a carbonated beverage, all of a sudden it's 89-76, and then the the – Memphis Grizzlies win the third quarter 37 to 28 and then never look back. Now that's where that's where I will excuse the Bulls in the fourth quarter. Usually Zach Levine is out in the beginning of the fourth quarter. I get it, but he would have been back in and probably would have made that game closer. I don't know that the Bulls would have won. They had lost the previous four with Zach Levine in the lineup, but I think that it could have been different. So I'll give them a, a little bit of slack right there. Here were a couple of the, the, the good, let me give you some of the good though. Actually, Kobe white, 27 points last night, looked great in the first quarter. He started and he meant business. I mean, it was, it was, you know, catch and shoot Kobe white. He had 27 points, 11 in the first quarter, 13 by the half, and then a strong finish to the game as well. Nikola Vucevic, this, can't blame him. His defense not great, but he, he is doing what he was brought here to do. Another double-double, 24 and 14. Thad Young, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Valentine's 3 was going in last night. Troy Brown Jr. scored 11 points. So there was some good for the Bulls last night. One of the biggest conundrums, enigmas, continues to be Lowry Markkinen. Markkinen off the bench last night. And I got to I gotta believe that he is feeling as dejected as he ever has as an NBA player. Having lost his spot in the starting lineup, you know, 10 games ago or whatever it was. And then even when two of the Bulls' you know, main guys, Sadoransky and Levine, are out, he's still not in the starting lineup. Lowry Markkinen off the bench last night. Three points, five rebounds. Four assists, one of seven from the field goals, one of six from three last night. It was rough for Lowry Markin, and, and I am glad that I stuck with the Bulls game last night all the way through. I mean, there really wasn't anything else going down because the Sox game got banged. But I got to hear 
Stacey King, in a very subtle way, a scathing report on on Lowry Markkinen. Take a listen to Stacey King with his assessment of Markkinen. I personally think, just, just my personal opinion as an analyst, sure. he's got to get easier baskets. You've you got you to gotta get into the paint, run some pick and roll, dive cut, you know, wheel to the basket some, get out in transition, get on the break. You know what I'm saying? Get out and run a little bit. Get yourself going. It's not always being, I mean, he's taken, he's one of seven from the field. He's seven, six of the seven shots has been at the three-point line. Yeah. That's too many shots. Oh, nice defense. That's too many shots for Lowry that's not hitting. Those are empty possessions, basically. Sure. I'd like to see him get inside a little bit more and, and yes. bang some and get some easier baskets. Because if he doesn't hit threes, then where do you play him? He's playing 30. He shot 35% during this four-game losing streak for the Bulls. And that's not counting the one for seven from the floor tonight. One for six from three. I mean, because it's not... You know, if he's not if he's not scoring, he does have five rebounds and four assists. But you know, he's 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 a main catalyst for this team. You know, people say, well, this kid here, you know, he's got to step up. He's a rookie. Okay, he could be hitting a rookie wall right now. We don't know. Okay, but he's I don't expect him. I'd like to see him do more, but I don't expect he's a rookie. But veteran players have been in the game three, four years should be doing a lot more. That is. Lowry Markinell, even the last part of that cut, he should be doing a lot more. And the other player to which he was referring as as Pat as uh, Stacy King was watching the game on NBC Sports Chicago as Patrick Williams. So man, I, I mean, I have the the assessments coming in on Lowry Markin and talk about a guy who has just gone downhill steadily. You know what I mean? Like there hasn't been huge jumps of regression in his career but it's just like like some guys add something to their game every year and get a little bit better it's been the opposite for Lowry Markkinen I heard Darnell Mabry on with and maybe we'll hear it later on with with Lawrence Holmes this week Mabry writes for the the athletic covers the Bulls every day of his life and he he gave the dreaded Markkinen is what he is at this point like that's that's where we've that's where we've gotten with Markkinen. And basically, what good is he if he's not scoring points? Three points last night. There is no other value to Markkinen if he's not hitting baskets in the National Basketball Association. One other cut I want you to hear from from Stacey King. Now, here's another guy. Patrick Williams last night. It's been a rough go for Patrick Williams. Six points, six rebounds. Three of eight. He was aggressive in the first quarter. I think he had like four or five shots in the first quarter. One really nice drive make. So it, it seemed like there was some effort to establish him early. But then he becomes non-existent. And that's Williams has had a bad run recently. Here's what Stacey King had to say about Patrick Williams. Good cut. There's Williams. Nice feed from Young. And I would, I would grab that kid. <laughs> I would pull him in my office and I would tell him. You are the future of this franchise. You are going to be a stud. We need you to start playing like that. Stop taking back seats to these veterans. Go out here and do the things that you know how to do as a basketball player. Just play. Have fun. Get out there and have show some emotion like you were doing in the beginning of the year. Get out there and have fun. I like it. I like what Stacey King is saying on NBC Sports Chicago. 
I get the feeling Billy Donovan has not said that to him yet. Yeah, I think you know Billy Dees is the guy that tells his players to go for the the open shots. Yes, he he is down with that, but Billy Donovan has two stars on this team now who, yeah, are ahead of Patrick Williams. He's trying to figure out how to make Lowry Markkinen work, how to make Kobe White work, how to make all these bulls. Thomas Sadoransky, I think he's kind of figuring out how to make Sadoransky work. And then it's like Patrick Williams, like, it's almost like, go stand over there, we'll get to you next year. We got it. We're trying to figure, sir, please, we're trying to figure out a whole bunch of other stuff right now. And it's almost like Patrick Williams has been kind of pushed to the background said it's it's like he is 19 and maybe we'll see it next year he he is always i don't know if he like because i want to say he's he's been a little bit shy about his shot but that doesn't seem to be his demeanor like he he seems like a stone cold dude out there who is unafraid but he has maybe too much respect for the guys in front of him right now because there there does seem to be this fear factor of taking shots, except for the, the first quarter where he was, again, being very aggressive. So I thought that was some really interesting stuff from Stacey King on the television broadcast last night while watching this Bulls, their fifth straight loss. They will host Cleveland tonight, 645 the broadcast, 7 o'clock with Chuck Swirsky and, and Bill Wennington on on the call i see lots of your your text messages coming in and and i will during the break i will read through them and maybe i will read them aloud we read them all so 312 644 67 67 some seem good some seem bad uh so i'm i'm going to get that to those momentarily i will read some of those to you if you would like to get a call in now's a perfect time 312 644 67 67 and I do want to start talking about the Cubs next. Cubs lose to Atlanta 5-2. to two. Cubs need a shakeup, but that is a difficult thing to compose right now. Let's talk about the Cubs next here. It is Rosenblum and Grody without Stevie Sunshine today. Be back after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 33 pitches for Will Smith in the inning. The pitch, swing and a miss. Strike three and the ball game is over. A curveball got him. And the Atlanta Braves beat the Chicago Cubs by a score of 5-2. to two. I think in general today, like, I thought the swings were better than they have been from my perspective. Uh, I, I know guys are putting in a ton of work right now, uh, trying to turn this around for us. Uh, you know, one, two, three runs on the board is a frustrating way to start the season out. Uh, kind of waiting for that day when you really break out big. Uh, these guys, uh, you know, Early on, the opportunities that were created, we cashed in one of them, but we didn't cash in more than one. And those are, you know, those are the frustrating ones. Like, because we got guys up that we really want to have up in those situations, and those guys are going to come through over the course of the year. That right there is the voice of replacement manager for a day, Andy Green. With David Ross sending out one game by one game suspension. Ryan Tapera also suspended three games. We'll hear from both David Ross and, and Ryan Tapera on that in the Milwaukee Brewers incident in just a little while. But we got to focus in on yesterday's Cubs game and what is going on with the Cubs. Cubs lose to Atlanta 5-2. to two. You heard Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score of those guys will be back today, 1245 for the Zach Zabin pregame. 120 is the first pitch. Pat and Ron will have the call right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. The, the numbers, the Cubs 0-8 with runners in scoring position. Um, they are, this year in general, 7 of 83. With runners in scoring position, that is at 0.84 with 33 strikeouts. They left 12 on yesterday. That includes the ones that weren't in quote-unquote scoring position. So another rough go for the Cubs. I do want to ask you this question, too, because this caught my eye from on Twitter from a follower named Katie. And she, I, she is a... P1 Cubs fan listens to all the games right here on the score or watches. And she, she put, I had to grab this, this tweet that she put out about the Cubs, because I wonder if other Cubs fans are watching these games similar this year. She wrote, is it bad that I have easily reverted to my 2011 Cubs mental state and am just enjoying listening to Pat Hughes call the game with no expectations. <laughs> is that 
is that what Cubs fans have referred reverted to for this year with expectations? It's hard to know what to expect with the Cubs this year. They're five and eight and blah, blah, blah. It's early, all of that kind of stuff. But we have seen too much of what we saw yesterday in key spots with the Chicago Cubs team over the last three years. So I wonder too, if, if other people, 312-644-6767 are looking at the Cubs. Similarly, you're enjoying it because it's Cubs baseball and it's awesome here on the score to listen to, but you're not necessarily listening or watching because you think the team is is going to win. I keep calling this like a buy year. This is the cup like like sports teams sometimes give themselves the year off from expectations. The best expectation that anybody's been able to come up with the Cubs is well the division sucks, so the Cubs still have a chance. It's not well the Cubs have a chance to make it to the World Series. It's let's just get let's put together this this patchwork one year deal pitching staff with with you know Zach Davies who was rough yesterday, Alzali and Arietta and you know Kyle Hendricks is legit. We know that. Trevor Williams as well. I mean it's just a it's it's a it's a patchwork team in in a lot of ways. So now you have a complicated situation. I think normally like if if expectations if this wasn't a Cubs buy year this year, then they're five and eight right now. They're struggling. It's painful because it's the same old stuff. I look at it and say the Cubs need a shakeup. The Cubs need some sort of real thing to occur. Now the traditional thing would be fire the manager, right? That's not gonna happen with David Ross. He he A is there's been no fireable offenses from David Ross, it's too soon to call it on Ross. I mean, he, he managed during a pandemic last year. Uh, I I don't know that we put a lot of blame there, but it's it, that's a cl- like classic case of something like that n- being needing to, to happen. A trade, yes, that you can do. That you can do. A serious trade where you shake up the team and you stimulate things that way. A crazy lineup. I think that something like that could be called for as well, where you just ruffle feathers with the lineup that you're putting out there, maybe for a couple of days. Maybe you zero in on the hitting coach. But this is like, it's, it's one of those things where it's it's so maddening when a team is not scoring runs, you want to shake people and you want change to occur. And normally we would call for that, but everything is very complicated right now in terms of what you could possibly do. Let's listen to to Anthony Rizzo after the Cubs game yesterday. A 5-2 loss where they had six hits. Again, 0-8 in with runners in scoring position. Here's a very real Anthony Rizzo about the game yesterday. I think it's every day, every at-bat, every pitch. You know, in this game, we your process is your routine. Um, you stick to what you know, what works for you. Um, and you're also open-minded to, you know, working on what's not working. And uh, I'll also... Uh, always figuring out your strengths and making sure you're staying true to your strengths. But in this game, every pitch is an adjustment, every single pitch, uh, pitch to pitch at bat to at bat. So, um, you know, you need to make those adjustments fast on the fly. And that's why, you know, guys are in the big leagues all across the league because they can make the adjustments, but the process is showing up every day and doing what you need to do to be ready to play in a game. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're chasing results, which we all are right now, it's it's a tough spot to be in. Uh, that's when you rely on your process. You just keep doing your workouts. You keep 
uh, making sure you get all your core stuff in, making sure you take your, you do your cage routine. Um, but also, also why also to continue to in the cage, tweak some things and hit off the machine and, you know, all sorts of things. That is Anthony Rizzo. And, you know, he said the right things there, man. There's not a whole lot more you can say if you are an offensive player, but it, it is up to the manager, and in this case, David Ross, to figure out a way. Whether it's the same guys, different configuration lineup, giving guys extended rest, you know, doing the doing the Joe Madden, putting like, you know, the, just random people to to lead off. That that is, I mean, honestly, like we always talk about when guys aren't hitting. Well, it's not David Ross's fault that uh, Anthony or that Chris Bryant was 0 for five. It's not Anthony Iapochi's fault that Chris Bryant wasn't coming through with runners in scoring position yesterday. Well, you know what? It's it's not their fault when that guy is standing up there, but it is up to the manager and up to the hitting coach to figure out solutions, to change things around, to make things better. So I I think there's some pressure on those guys to make the Cubs hit the baseball better. 312-644-6767. That is the... The breaking phone call sounder going off here on the Rosenblum and Grody show without Steve Rosenblum today. <laughs> oh, what could this be? Hello, caller. You're on the score. John and Lombard is his name, by the way. John hey. and Lombard is his name. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing? I just had a little lunch break and I was listening to what you played from Rizzo. And to me, that didn't sound like good advice. It sounded like a bunch of rambling, constantly adjusting, like things that even in Little League, they tell you not to constantly do. I think the ball, the Cubs need to like take a deep breath and look the ball into the glove. But we're probably looking at a hundred loss team anyway. So I don't know what there really is to discuss. Thank you. Have- Thank you. Yeah. You know what? I actually, hold on. I will, hold on. A hundred losses? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I think that I, might be a bit extreme. Well, it depends on what they do with the the roster. Okay, the that's that's fair. I just so I, I don't yeah. see this as I a mean, hundred loss team right now. Yeah, I'm not here predicting hundred losses, but the the way things are going, I'm not going to admonish the man for throwing out hyperbole like that. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know I mean, I, like I just, the Cubs are open to hyperbole right now. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, they are. All right, so let me like. Yesterday, I worked the game yesterday, and that's the first time. And just because of the way my schedule has been, it's the first time that I've like fully taken in a Cubs game since the first weekend of the year. And wow, like I was like, I, cause I hadn't been able to catch a full game, but I just kind of heard about how bad it is. Like, man, wow. Like I was, even I was like, man, this team is just not good. It's just, it's a, it was a four hour death march. Yeah. I mean, it was, I gotta tell you, man. Yeah. The, the, uh, unjustifiably long like if you're going to play that long you best win the game and or score more runs it was five to two like, well, it was just yeah. like this absurdly long game for such a low scoring affair right and there was a lot of reasons why that game lasted as long as it did but i am gonna while you bring that up i am gonna zero in on one guy that it was driving me crazy yesterday i mean he's i think kind i know been, i think i know he's kind of been a guy who has he's he's never reached his potential. I still think he could. Dylan Maples. Yes. Is, is that okay? 
All right. I'm, wow. I'm glad that uh, honestly, I'm I'm not being facetious here. I'm glad that you agree. I'm glad I wasn't the only one sitting there with my phone and s- doing a second clock in between pitches for oh, yeah. Dylan Maples. I was counting. Oh my god, thirty <laughs> seconds in between yeah, pitches. Yeah, thirty basically. seconds. I'm sitting yeah. here going, throw the damn ball, dude. Like Dylan Maples is not good enough to be taking his time. Like that ain't working. That ain't. Wor- I mean. He wasn't bad. I mean, one inning, one run, one hit, two walks. But Dylan Maples, speed it up. Maybe that's part of the problem. That's like, why I, like, I am so all for a pitch clock. Like I, I just think that if you can't get the ball and throw it in 20 seconds, what are we doing here? Like, I think 20 100%. seconds is ample time. Absolutely. And fielders will always tell you, like every teammate to a man will will tell you on the record and off the record, they would prefer a guy that grabs the baseball and throws it. Now, look, some guys that have been around a long time that are relievers or starters and they're good, they've earned it, it's okay. So that wasn't like, I didn't have the larger point yesterday of figuring out ways to speed up games, although that's always there, and I agree with you, studs. But yesterday, it was more just about Dylan Maples, who has had wavering success at the Major League Baseball level. Really, he's not had a lot of success. He's a guy with the proverbial great stuff, with that terrific slider, but then he's wild, as the evidence suggested, with two walks. So he obviously needs to do something differently. Him taking his time, like he did and shaking off pitches and doing all the Dylan Maples things that's like he's due for some sort of style change so that it was agonizing to watch and, that and yeah and it's had, it's not as if he's you Darvish where he was started taking more time on the mound and that was agonizing to an extent to work his starts but he was good it's like if you're taking your time and you're really good it's yes. like, okay I'll let it go Right. No, absolutely. And that's why I'm not here making the larger point of speed the game up. This is about Dylan Maples. And yeah, if if you are a starter who is a one or two in your rotation and you want it like Jake Arrieta, but he, he's a guy that takes his time and did when he won the Cy Young. And I got no problem with that with Jake Arrieta then. But you know, if, if you're going to take your time like that and you haven't had success, maybe it's time to change. And I'm surprised the Cubs haven't identified that. Like, you don't you don't have to be Kyle Hendricks, but you also can't take 30 seconds from the time the catcher throws you. That That's when I hit the clock. When when he when Dylan Maples caught the baseball back from Wilson Contreras, that clock started at 30 seconds is a long time. It is a very long time. So there was that. I didn't mean to make that like the center of everything I was talking about with the Cubs because the problems were, and the evidence is, and I think it's important to collect the evidence too with the Cubs and not just come on here and say, oh, the Cubs suck with runners in scoring position. Let's get, let, let me tell you what happened yesterday. And it happened right away for the Cubs in the first inning, two men on. Eventually, second and third with one out. Chris Bryant struck out. Jock Peterson flied out. Cubs seventh inning. It's a 5-2 ball game. Atlanta is leading. Cubs with first and second. One out. Chris Bryant grounds into the easiest double play you will ever see. Unassisted to the shortstop. Cubs ninth inning even. 5-2 Atlanta. Bases juiced. There was a party. The bags were drunk, as Ron Coomer would say. Jock Peterson strikes out against the lefty Will Smith. And he missed a couple hittable pitches. And that, that was a big moment for Jack Peterson because Jack Peterson is a guy who is playing every day. 
and wants to prove he could hit lefties. He's on the one-year deal with the Cubs. He had two hittable pitches in that at-bat against Will Smith, and then nothing. So there's some of the the reality of what has been going on with the Cubs. And I wouldn't be so specific about all of this if it hadn't turned into a chronic issue, which it is for the Cubs right now, in that 5-2 loss yesterday to Atlanta. Your text messages are hilarious. I'm going to read some of those next. We'll continue to talk about the Cubs and some White Sox news as well in their lineup today, which we'll go through in just a little bit here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Here comes the 2-2. Baez swings and misses out in front of a breaking ball. Strike three, and the Cubs leave another man on base. 12 all together yesterday. Zach Zayman with the call yesterday here on the score, part of the Cubs' 5-2 loss to Atlanta. Cubs pitching used 186 pitches yesterday. Uh, rough one for Zach Davies. Four innings, four runs, seven hits, three walks, a strikeout. He uh, he actually looked, there was one at-bat in particular where I thought, okay, this might be a good day for Zach Davies. And that was the, the sequence to... Adrianza, where he threw, where he just had the, him swinging all over the place, like the the Bugs Bunny swinging on back to back changeups. I'm like, wow. And then Atlanta adjusted. They started to sit on the changeup of Zach Davies, and then things went poorly. Welcome back in on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. I'm Mark Grody here until 11:45. That's when it's the Cubs and the Braves. 12:45 pregame with Zach. Pat Hughes, Ron Coomer will have the call at 120. Steve Rosenblum has the day off today. The Braves' fourth was a killer yesterday. Before we move on, I do want to talk about that. It's a 1-1 game. Braves' second and third against Zach Davies. That, I, I mean, this is one of those times where you got to just give it up to a really talented hitter. And Ronald Acuna works a full count against Davies. Acuna then singles to right. To, to score a pair, make it 3-1 Atlanta. But that at-bat was just delicious. The way he worked the count, then takes an outside pitch and scalds it into right field. No doubt about that That two guys were going to come in. And I don't know what was going on with Javier Baez yesterday. Um, the Cubs had two outs, a man on, man on first. Making sure I got my notes right here. Freddie Freeman, an infield hit where Baez kind of Kind of slips a little bit, loses footing. It happens, right? Then, first and second for Marcelo Zuna, grounder to short. Baez completely lost his footing, throws to the plate. Acuna scores. If he had been, if he hadn't fall, fallen, then he, he, he gets Acuna at the plate. Take a listen to this right here. Ground ball sharply to Baez, gloves it, falls down and has no play. Trying to score on the play is Acuna, and he slides in safely on the low throw home by Baez. The Braves get a gift run. Baez gloving it cleanly, but then fell down. Had no play anywhere. Acuna never hesitated rounding second and headed home. Yeah, it all starts to look bad at some point in time, and they do think Wilson Contreras could have handled that ball, as Pat Hughes described correctly. It was low for sure, but uh, having watched the replay, I thought Contreras should have been able to to handle that. But that's when you know things are, 
You know it's a bad day at the office when when Javier Baez is, is slipping and sliding all over the place. So yeah, maybe maybe a cleats change, maybe a little little uh, smoothing on the dirt out there around the sixth spot on the infield. I'm not sure, but yeah, a lot of things went poorly for the Cubs yesterday. So I'll say it: Cubs definitely need a win today. Three one two six forty four. 6767 is the number. So I've been uh, looking at your text messages, and they are entertaining as always. And um, I'm trying to get to the beginning of these so I don't leave you guys out. I'll just do these quickly. Um, What sucks, this is from the 815, what sucks more, the show or the fact that this show is being cut short because of Cubs baseball? Um, I, I'd rather listen to Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer and Zach Zaidman as well. Um, from the 815, only one of you's guys, that sucks. From the 815, I think it makes twice the suckage. It's a reverse negative against Steve Rosenblum off today. Um, this one from the 815, I'm driving right now. I'll get back to you later. I'm not sure if that was for me. Um, I love this one from the 847. Marquise Goodwin is a bear. Former San Francisco, wake up. Oh, I haven't forgotten about Marquise Goodwin. Yes, the Bears did sign a wide receiver yesterday. Marquise Goodwin, one-year deal. He's a 30-year-old dude. He He's a solid receiver, professional, all that kind of stuff, but he's not a game-breaker in any way, shape, or form. Opted out of last year, did not play at all. So, hey, fresh legs for Marquise Goodwin. Um, 773, I thought the man on second for extras was a one-year deal. What's up with that? I got to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I got confused too before this season started. And when the the guy was, I don't remember, it was a Cubs game or a Sox game that I that first had extras this year. I was like, oh, they are doing that again this year. And I said, awesome. I love the man at second base to to start innings and the seven inning doubleheaders. I'm so down with it. Um, from the seven seven three, Zach Levine is a joke. If that is your big NBA star, your team sucks. No Rosenblum? We don't get to count how many times he would call Laurie, Lautf- Laurie, Lotfoot. Laurie Lightfoot interim mayor today. Um, let's see. Always a pleasure uh, when I hear Grody come on the radio. Miss hearing your show in the morning transition with Les before Molly and Haw. <laughs> I do sometimes. I do not miss getting up early, but do I miss talking to Les? Of course I do. Um... Let's see, 815, I'm not enjoying it, LOL. Um, oh, and then I love this. I can't, I, I'm not going to be able to get to all these, sorry. Nothing like Grody unknowingly slipping into his Lou Pinella impersonation. A- I appreciate the text, but actually I knew I was doing it. Like, there are certain names which are just Lou Pinella names. And Ryan Tapera is a Lou Pinella name. So I, I, that was conscious on my part. It wasn't premeditated. The name came up and I said it. So it just happens. Did that make sense? I hope. On, 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 on. You saw the damn game. Anyhow, I got to take a break. When we come back, though, let's do what Mark heard. Some key audio throughout the week that we will listen to and react to as well. I will save a little bit of room for Bears, and I will have, because Steve Rosenblum is not here, but we want to keep his segment alive, I have one thing to share with you in What Are You Doing, Wegner, and that involved a trip to the grocery store that I had today. You ever go to the grocery store, get your groceries up there, and forget your wallet? 
I'll tell you what happened. It's all coming up on Rosenblum and Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.